0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on. 66 and 101.9 FM, WFAM uh, we uh, welcome you on the fan on this uh, Wednesday evening. We'll take you right up until 6:30. you as always, by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it on this Wednesday evening. As we at least have the NFL for uh, a couple of days, you know, to kick around. You know, I know. Some people were surprised that the NFL didn't back things up. Listen, I, I don't think I, I don't think they really other than curtailing some some visits that would have gone on, they they had enough information, they clearly had enough uh ability, especially in this day and age, that you can video conference the way you can, the things you can get done that you really don't have to have any other thing happen where it's not imperative that you bring a guy to your town or anything to romance him or anything. I mean, obviously in a couple of cases, that's going to happen. Guys are going to have to go to certain meetings if you're on the certain level, but uh, for the most part, they can clearly do this part of the job. As far as opening the season, there had been some thought that they didn't. They're clearly going to make changes on the draft as we know. Uh, We're still waiting to hear every part of that as to how it will unfold. And, before you get crazy about where the Jets are, and I understand you were looking for certain things, again, look at this in tandem, as you should. Because, again, where they're picking, with what they have in the draft, they have the ability to be a different team coming out of the draft. So you have to look at both, and then look at what they have left in assets, and see if they really messed up. And if you look at it, Yes, there were places they could have gone for players. There's certain things they could have done. But they do have needs that line up with a part of the draft that is extremely deep. They clearly need help on the offensive line, as we know. Even though they've addressed it, they still need more. I still still think they need more. And... They can get themselves big players on the offensive line in this draft. There, there are major players there. There are major players at the wide receiver position, and it's a. They tell me also a very good good draft for corners. I am not as, I don't feel as comfortable about the cornerback position that I know. See, I know a lot of the offensive linemen. I know a lot of the wide receivers. I can see the talent that's there at corner. I don't know the players as well. So uh, I have to take people's word on it on the corners. Uh, We know what's there. We know there's a lot of offensive linemen there and some major, really quality players on the offensive line there available at the top of this draft. And there's, I mean, there are legitimately a bunch of wide receivers that in a given year could have been taken inside the top 10 It could have been taken. You know, you're not usually expecting a wide receiver to go off the board before 5, but between 5 and 10, these there's guys there in this draft who you could legitimately made a case for them being worthy of being taken between the 5th and the 10th pick, which is a lot for a wide receiver. And there's guys there that are that good. You have guys that are not only, you know, athletic and fast and, you know, really have the whole package, but... Also, polished route runners. I mean, sophisticated-looking, polished players who are going to walk in and are going to be just go-to guys right from the start. Guys who are going to walk in, and they are going to make their presence felt from the first day there. And wide receiver is a position where you can walk in and play. So I, I think, considering that, the offensive line, corner, you know, made the right move with Tremaine. Oh, Tremaine was worthless anyway, so we know that. I mean, uh, they obviously have questions to answer. They, What they did last year didn't make a lot of sense. I don't like – I didn't like the Bell move. I didn't like how Bell played for them. Um I don't like, as I've, made, I've told you a thousand times through the years, I don't want anybody else's running backs. I never want anybody else's running back. Running backs, if you get one that's had a great start to his career, then usually when you get him, there's either he's got injuries already, he's got tread off the tire, he's not the same player, the whole thing, usually he's making a lot of money. I don't want, any, I, I want running backs that are, it's like buying a used car, I don't want a used car. I want a new car. I want a new running back. I want a guy. I want to teach him how to play the position. I want to bring him in. I don't want to use a first-round pick to do it. I want to steal him. If he's really good, I want to get him on a second or third round. And I want to turn him into a guy who becomes a top back. You know, As you've seen so many times in this league, guys who have been able to do that come up second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick, and turn into big-time running backs. It happens all the time. And it's a position where everyone in the league is very comfortable for the most part. And I think you're better off having two players at the position rather than having one guy be the, the guy. All right, can it work that way? Yes. Da- did Dallas do it that way with a player who could handle – a heavy workload, and got better as the game went on and was very good in that regard? Yes, they did. But they also, remember, had gone out and put three number ones into their offensive line. I mean, they they had made major, major priorities on that offensive line in the draft. You know, they could have gone in a lot of different directions, There were a lot of other players they could have taken when they selected these guys. They went out of their way to take these guys by design to put that offensive line together. So that's why the back made so much more sense there because you built everything off a a high-volume back behind a great offensive line with a Hall of Fame tight end and then a quarterback that you could have work himself into the rest. And yes... The quarterback grew in the position. I still think he's not as good as his numbers. I do think he improved with Cooper, and I do think Amari Cooper helped a lot, and I was wrong about that move. I I didn't like the move. I didn't think the move made sense, and I was dead wrong. He made a big difference on the offense. He really did. He really made his presence felt. He changed the offense. He made the quarterback a better player. He did a very good job in that regard. So I thought Cooper made a was a very, very big and important, impactful move for the Cowboys. I don't think there's any question. So before you get crazy about the Jets, realize that they can come out of this draft a very different team. There's plenty they can do there in that regard. But are you a little all, well so Yeah, I understand why you are. But again, as I said from the beginning, always let this process play through the draft. It's, 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 one should be married to the other, especially when you're in the wholesale mode and it's not one player. You're not one player away from doing something. Where you're building it all about, hey, if I just get this one thing here.
1: You know, and I know there's been a lot
0: of talk about Clowney who's still out there. He's an unusual player in that there will be games where he will completely dominate the game. He will be the best player on the field. Nobody will stop him. He'll wreck the game. There will also be games where you can't find him, and there will be weeks where he doesn't show up because of injury. That is how he's played his career. That's kind of been who he's been from the beginning. Does he have a lot of talent? An immense amount of talent. Is he a little different? Yeah. He's had that. He's been that way his whole, his whole, whole career. He can be the best player on the field, and he can be invisible on the field. If you love consistency and you star players, he's not your guy. No, but, hey, there are games you sit there and you say, man, just like last year. There were games where you said, Clown, he won the game. There's no question about it. I mean, he just he completely dominated the game. And you've seen that more than once, and he's clearly capable of doing that. And you're not going to find many guys more talented. The question is, can you get that motor to run every single week and make sure that he's going to be there every single week? Because sometimes, you know, all of a sudden it's a mysterious injury after mysterious injury. He's one of those guys. But the story, of course, the headline is that the Bucks, who have not made the playoffs since 2007 and have been one of the real forgotten. Well, I don't know about forgotten, but have been, you know, when you think about the league, you don't often think that much about Tampa. You just don't. There were some years with Dungy when they had the Tampa 2 and they played some good defense and they'd find a way to mess up the playoffs. We understand that. And they had a good, you know, they had a good team. And some good players with Brooks and Lynch and the guys there. I mean, they had some good guys. Some good teams. But, and of course, you know, some good backs. And, you know, and at times, some good teams, as we know. And they had that one day where everything came together. But for the most part, they've been a very disappointing franchise. And there's been no more puzzling player in this league in the last couple of years than Winston.
1: And if you look...
0: There were not many guys who had more offensive production than Winston last year. I mean, he hit it off with his head coach. His head coach is a guy who wants to throw the ball down the field, who is a very, very good offensive coach, a very good quarterback coach, who takes a lot of chances, but they couldn't. Arians could not get him to take the big mistake out of his game. And wherever Winston goes... There's going to be a guy in this league next year who's going to think, I, I know I can coach that out of this guy, and I don't know if anybody can. Because he can go in there, and you look, his numbers last year were enormous. Look how many, how many games did they have, high-scoring, you know, enormous shootout games. One after another after another. But he throws so many bad picks and tries to fit the ball into places where they just it won't go. And it results not only in just interceptions, but the kind of interceptions that just rip you apart. The interceptions that go for pick sixes and the interceptions that just cost you ball games and turn the field around and turn the game around. There's you know, there's interceptions that you can live with and interceptions that just rip your guts out. He comes up with two or three of those every game. But he's been a talented player. It's not like there's not talent there. There's a lot of talent there. But he might go through his whole career that way. So it's going to be fascinating to see who takes a chance on him. Who takes a chance on Cam Newton? A lot of people have thought the Bears would. Cam Newton is going to have to, he actually might have to humble pie this, which is not going to be easy for Cam Newton to do where he might have to go to a place where he starts out number two on the ladder and has to beat the guy out to play and be willing to do that both in terms of money and prestige. Won't be an easy thing for Cam Newton to do. But other than that, I, it's going to be hard for him you know, because they're going to release him. If they can't get a trade for him, which they're not going to be able to, they're going to have to release him. And that's going to be hard for Cam. Cam's not looking to be a bridge to another player. Cam's not looking to sit behind someone who is never going to give him an opportunity to play and be an insurance policy for a good team. He's not going to go sit behind some star quarterback and hope the guy gets hurt. I don't see him doing that. That would surprise me if he did that, because that would just tell me that he's just given up. But he might have to go somewhere where they're giving the other guy the job to start the, on paper to start the year, and go in there as a backup, and go in there economically as a backup, and then try to win the job and see if he can steal a job. Guys have had to do that. And I've had second careers doing it. But the idea of Cam, you know, wearing all these crazy outfits into the post game and going in there and, you know, not making any sense when he's had one of these crazy performances that no one could understand. Those days of it being all about Cam Newton, those days are over. Cam Newton's been replaced, and he's been replaced by a journeyman. I mean, Bridgewater's a guy that everyone respects, but he's not a star. Is he a solid guy? Yeah. Did he go 5-0 and o last year as a starting quarterback? Yep. Is he a, has he been a winning quarterback? Yep. And is he a good... Listen, I, you know I've always talked well with Teddy Bridgewater. Is he a starter in the league? Yeah, he deserves to be a starter. But he's not as far. And so it's been a humbling experience already for Cam Newton. They didn't want him. And now he might find that nobody really wants him. So does he leave with a chip on his block? Uh, does he have a chip on his shoulder and he uh, tries to see if he can turn somebody's opinion around or maybe change the scenario? We'll see. Winston's younger. He gets replaced by Tom Brady. You can live with that. You don't like it, you can live with it. Hey, I got replaced by a guy that most people think is the best quarterback ever or one of the all-time greats. Clearly one of the top two or three quarterbacks of all time. I can't quibble about that. I move on. He can live with that. Much, much tougher. Much tougher for Cam Newton, who's been a much bigger star. I mean, they both were supposed to be stars, but Newton's had the bigger career, and we all know, thought he was Superman. So he got his comeuppance. Now we'll see what he does with the second stage of his career. There's another career out there for Cam. Just ask Jim Plunkett. Just ask Kurt Warner. Sometimes there's another career for these guys. It happens. They reinvent themselves and find that right spot. The question is, can he find it and will he work for it? You know, I think back to when uh, Bill uh, Parcells came down from the Pats to the Jets. And obviously, Mr. T at the time came up with a, he wanted to bring the boy one, to it, Curtis Martin with him, very much so. So they came up with a way to, Mr. T came up with a way. Became illegal after that, that deal, but came up with a way to poison pill the deal that really made it impossible for the Pats to match it. With a good team, with the Jets being a team coming off one win, uh, because they put in this enormous bonus if he got to the uh, Super Bowl in the next season which the Pats couldn't match because they had a really good team they were coming off a Super Bowl and the Jets were a one-win team so they couldn't match it it was it it killed the deal and it made it a deal that the Pats couldn't match it was it was deemed to be illegal by the special master but after they allowed the contract to go through and it led to Curtis Martin obviously having a you know long and great career with with the Jets uh, as well as being you know one of Bill's all-time favorite players. But I bring that up because he wasn't his first signing. His first signing, if you remember, was Kevin Mawai. And I remember the day he got him, and he was like, this is a critical, critical guy. And Mawai and Bill didn't always see eye to eye because Mawai was a guy who spoke his mind, a little bit of a clubhouse lawyer guy, but a really good player, obviously a Hall of Fame player. And a great signing and a, an integral guy. A center can be that important. I say that to you now because I know Jet fans are not thrilled with what the Jets have done so far. But getting Sam a real legitimate center as they did in McGovern is a big time move. It's, a, it's a, the kind of underrated move that you look back on years later. As the jets did it it made us a, a bit of a splash when Mawai came, but nothing you know, nothing outrageous, not like the splash that Curtis Martin made. so the point is that I know that you were looking for more, and you might not love the other moves they made on the offensive line, but He just gave him something that you have to have. If you're a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, a developing quarterback, if you can get a guy who can be that kind of guy to anchor that line like a good center does and lead the line like a good center does. And if this McGovern can be, and everything you believe, and listen, they paid him like he's going to be a good player. But he can make a big difference. And that can be the thing that really allows a quarterback to take that leap to to develop and to really give him that kind of sense of security that you need in terms of going out there feeling comfortable about your protection feeling comfortable about your line calls and doing all the things that little things that you have to do to win games so i think that's a very underrated move a move that Now, I haven't seen a lot of him, to be honest with you, because I haven't seen, let's be honest, I haven't seen that much of Denver in the last couple of years. But if he's as solid a player as everyone seems to think he is, that's a big key to have a young quarterback who doesn't have to worry and can have that continuity and that solid player at center to count on. It can make a big, big difference and can turn out to be something that you look back on and say, that was a very underrated move. Now, Douglas is a guy who fancies himself an offensive line guy, as we know. And you might disagree with some of the moves he's made so far, and we'll see. We're, you know, They're not automatic moves other than McGovern, which is it would be a big knock if he wasn't a solid player. Everyone expects him to be at least a solid player. And you're paying him to be... At least a solid player. But having that guy, having that anchor at center, that guy you can count on, that guy who can you can build around, is an enormous positive and a real big step in the right direction for a young quarterback. And this is going to be a very formative year. Hopefully Sam's healthy, he comes in strong, and he's ready to have that first full really complete, solid, uninterrupted season with players around them. And there's more to come, and there needs to be more to come. Especially, they need that big player on offense, and we know that. But the bottom line is, this is the kind of underrated move that you look back on and say, that was a big signing, as when you go back and look at what the Jets were able to do, you know that one of the critical moves was a guy who wound up being a Hall of Famer. And I'm not talking about the one they had to come up with the crazy uh, move for, the inventive move for. He, of course, became a Hall of Famer and a legendary back, but I'm talking about the other guy who became a Hall of Famer, Kevin Mawai. We'll see you tomorrow. And remember, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. Steve Summers is next. We'll see you tomorrow.